Hello and welcome to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. Conversations with inspiring business people throughout the three counties of Herefordshire, Worcestershire and Gloucestershire. And now it's time for today's episode. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Thriving Three Counties podcast. I'm Dan Barker and I'm here in the studio with today's guest. Uh, I've had the pleasure of watching him transition from employed to running his own accountancy business as we both took the plunge around a similar time in 2018. Since then, his client roster has grown at an incredible rate and uh, for full disclosure, I'm one of them. He's always been ahead of the curve when it comes to technology and ways of doing business, jumping on Zoom calls with his clients long before most people had heard of it, working solely on a fixed monthly direct debit basis with his clients and fully embracing cloud-based accounting software while others were still on Excel. He's a personable guy with a dry sense of humour who, as far as I can see, simply loves helping people overcome their accounting problems. He is Ian Jarvis. Hello, Ian. Great to be here, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. I appreciate your time and, uh, and, and making the journey over the hills. Yeah, I didn't know you were going to say such nice things about me, but anyway, thank you. <laughs> You're blushing already. Indeed. Oh no, it's all it's all all true stuff. It's been, uh, I think you 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 went full time with your own business in sort of June 2018, was it? Um, no, a little bit later than that. So it was um, it was January 2019. So I'm oh, I'm literally just coming to the end of my fourth year, and uh, yeah. Um, Lots of people don't make it to the end of four years running their business, so I'm yeah. quite I'm quite pleased with that. But um, it's been um, it's been a really busy and exciting four years, to be honest. Cool. Yeah. What is the what are the stats on that? Because I remember like hearing like most businesses don't get to three years. And when I got to three years, I was like, yeah. And then I heard most don't get to five, and you're like, oh, no. yeah. I think I think I don't I haven't got them at the tip of my tongue, but it's something like sixty percent of new businesses don't make three years, and eighty percent right. don't make five. So, um, okay. So um, I'm 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 going in for the next year to make going sure I'm in that twenty percent. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, just before we sort of carry on, your website vertisaccounting.co.uk. Indeed, yeah. Yeah, people can go there. And I was having a look at that yesterday. It's like, it's uh, evolved, your website, quite a lot. Yeah, we had it re- completely revamped to about uh, 12 months or so ago. Um, it's, um, uh, to be honest, it's a bit of a mystery, this whole website thing to me. And uh, <laughs> it, it really wasn't working in its previous uh, guise. So I um, spent a bit of money, had it revamped. Right. And uh, I actually do get people phoning me up now saying, I've been looking at your website, which never happened originally. But um, okay quite what all that technology been the um the gobbledygook behind it i know what it's called but i don't know how it works but uh, yeah it is it's um it was, it was a piece of work i did uh, in collaboration with a couple of other people that um that they put their own expertise into it and it seems to have worked so oh right nice yeah it looks because uh, i haven't been on it for a while because i don't need to because you're my accountant but uh, it looks like I don't know. It just looks really full of content, and there's loads of information on. Yeah, there. we we tried to tried to position it so that when you look at the website, um, uh, depending on who you are and what type of business, then you can go down a particular path. So. If you're a sole trader, um, then uh, there's absolutely no point in giving you loads of stuff about running a limited company and, mm. and vice versa. So, um, so, so you, you've got a, a travel path through the website depending on your business type or, uh, or, or or what it is that you're looking for. So that 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 was the sort of thinking behind this, the, the setup. And um, um, 
yeah, I like to add to it. Uh, I, I post a blog reasonably regularly, um, and just anything that's topical, anything mm. new. I'm I'm gearing up for one about uh, what's going to come on November the seventeenth, but we'll see with the uh, with with the uh, budget or autumn statement or fiscal right, event yeah. or whatever they're going to call it this week. So, <laughs> yeah. The next the next mini budget. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. It, I like that when you go on and you click to see where you are. Like you said, whether you're a sole trader or limited company or you just started i think you got what established company yeah and growing businesses as well they, 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 they want very different things from an accountant and uh, uh, so um so yeah i just try to focus on what i offer to to what they need there's um there's little point in uh, in somebody with a really small uh, startup business uh, looking at the sort of stuff that a growing business needs and uh, um you know um that all reflects in the in the service level and uh, uh, just just tailoring the package of services that I offer to to, to the client's needs. Uh, mm. uh, one size fits all would be very uh, very efficient, wouldn't it? But it, <laughs> it really wouldn't work for the clients. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So, um, what what made you want to start do your own thing then back then? And when when did you sort of first come up with the idea? And how long did it take you to put it all into place? Okay. Um, I couldn't put a date on when I wanted to do my own thing. It was uh, absolutely a, a really long time ago. I've, I've always wanted to run my own business and do it, but uh, uh, I guess like many people, I found I got myself uh, into the sort of corporate onto the corporate treadmill. Very very difficult to jump off that when you've got family mm. and mortgage mm. and all those sort of things. And um, uh, again, a bit like lots of people out there and, and lots of my clients uh, as well. Uh, an opportunity came because the, the the very large company I worked for decided to restructure, so um, they didn't need quite so many senior managers. Right. And I, I saw my uh, opportunity to uh, to take a, 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 a redundancy payment uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and use that to, to set up my own business and do what I'd always wanted to do. So um, so yeah, uh, I, I was uh, I was given a nudge, you might you could say, or I was given a helping hand to jump off that treadmill, and uh, <laughs> and here I am. So that was in 2018. I had six months off um, did a bit of traveling uh, I didn't do very much but thinking about uh, getting going in 2019 and there you go 2nd of January 2019 I had my own business um, my dad was nice. very impressed because I'd set up a company and uh, it's not that difficult dad honest really and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and I thought well, I better find some clients now so uh, and then um, yeah the first client came quite quickly uh, then I was starting to add my clients up. I say to my wife, I've got 10 clients now. I've got 12, I've got 14. And yeah. you know, today we're, we're up to about 200. So, wow. yeah. so really? it's, it's it's pretty consistently grown at one a week. Um, yeah, yeah. I want to come on to that because uh, like, I've been watching that and I'm just like, wow, how's he adding all these clients all the time? It's uh, it's, it's, it's been, uh, been good to watch. But why did you always want to start your own business, do you reckon? Um, I don't know. Um, maybe there's an entrepreneur in me somewhere deep and buried, but, uh, was it something uh, your parents did or? No, it's n- nothing, nothing like that in my family uh, at all. Uh, but I just felt like I wanted to be in control of my own destiny. I'm a bit of a control freak, I guess. So, right. uh, so being in control of my own life and, um, uh, that was not the case when you're working in the corporate world. And, uh, I got to, um, yeah, I, I got to quite hate the, the corporate world to be honest and, yeah. and, and the daily uh, uh, the, the grind or whatever and, and working for somebody else and always to somebody else's uh, agenda so um, so that that uh, but I did do 25 years or, t- or so at that and uh, but um, you know, I just got the opportunity and I thought right I'm going to go for it now there's no no time uh, like the present I was mm. uh, 
just coming up to my 50th birthday and right. uh, and there you go i thought this is the time uh, this is time to do it it's now or never type thing so uh, yeah here i am yeah no good stuff uh, it's, it's interesting isn't it like because you know, I, I've always thought, I used to think when I was, you know, younger that 40 was old, and I expect you used to think 50 was old, but when you get to these ages, you don't feel old, but Ooh, still... I'm, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staring at that, well, no, no. I'm, but I still, should, sort yeah. of taking the plunge, you know, into your own thing at, at 50, some people might think, oh, no, I'll, there's no point now, or I'll just do a bit more and I'll, I'll retire or something. So it is kind of still a brave mood, is it? Um... Well, it, does it not feel like that? It, it, it probably didn't feel like that to me because, of course, I wasn't going out there designing and developing a brand new product that mm. the world had never seen. I was offering um, my expertise that I'd developed over those 30 years since I qualified mm. uh, as an accountant. I um, I was doing something that I'd been very well trained for and, and mm. had lots of experience at. And, um, you know, I, uh, I also felt that I had uh, a lot to give um, in terms of there's many of my clients and I um to choose my words carefully here I guess but that they've never they've never operated in the corporate world and I I, mm -hmm. I regularly sit back and uh, I'm I think well I'm really really thankful for that that experience I had at this this particular time in my right. career or whatever or I, I experienced that and you know if I'd only ever worked in the small business world I probably would never have had that experience so uh, so I, I'm forever grateful for, for lots of the opportunities that I had uh, and I can bring that knowledge and, and help clients now that uh, are operating on a very different scale but uh, but nonetheless it's important to them it's important mm -hmm. to me I'm, I'm I'm very much involved in that uh, that small business setup and um, yeah, it's it's a great place to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and had you always like been interested in numbers and yeah. like money, or was it? How did you sort of start out at school and things? No, it's not. It's not money. I'm just. I am very numerate. Um, I um, uh, I guess. Um, well, I, I can actually t trace it back to when I was about seventeen, actually, and I yeah. I, I did A levels in law, economics. Uh, maths and, and accountancy right, uh, yeah. and at that point I, um, I I almost figuratively tossed a coin between going down the law route or the accountancy route and I chose accountancy because I am so numerate um, right. you know I, I look at a piece of paper with numbers on and I can see a story on it uh, right. I have I know plenty of people that that just simply just see ink on a page and uh, <laughs> but equally you give me a whole lot of prose and words I, I, I that doesn't Not really so that doesn't fire me <laughs> up either so uh, so yeah it's uh, it, it's it's what suits your you, you best and um, I see it with my own children that, that both of them are incredibly numerate far more right. intelligent than I am but they're very numerate <laughs> so yes <laughs> Right. Okay. And this this was uh, was you grew up in Liverpool? Did you or around that? Oh, in area? the northwest. So yeah. Um. So just south of Liverpool on the on the mm. on the south of the Wirral Peninsula. That's uh, that's home for me. Uh, you might detect a, a little bit of that northern Slight lilt in my twine. accent, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, it's a long time since I lived there. My mum still lives there, but uh, uh, and I go frequently. But uh, no, I um I moved away. Went to went to university in Leeds. Then I lived in Bristol. Oh, and, I went uh, to Leeds as well. So uh, yeah, nineteen. <laughs> 82 something like that okay, I don't yeah know. I was a couple of years after that something like that 80, <laughs> no 85 sorry 85 I went yeah, to Leeds so. it can't have been that early quite yeah 85 okay yeah so you moved to Leeds and then 
and then you straight to Bristol. I started work okay. with uh, in in one of the major accountancy firms in Bristol. I did my training contract in Bristol and uh, mm. was in Bristol for seven years before I I moved uh, moved up the M5 a little bit to Worcester. So I'm right. gradually working my way home, <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll see. <laughs> the pull is strong. <laughs> so uh, what did your parents do then? Uh? Um, so my dad was, um, uh, he worked for Shell, he drove a truck for Shell okay. uh, for 30 years. Um, my mum didn't work, so um, it's, um, it was uh, yeah, a, a very sort of working class upbringing in that sense. Yeah, yeah. And that uh, yeah, dad, dad had a great job working for Shell, at, uh, and my brother does exactly the same now, actually. He, right, okay. he, he drives for Shell as well. Does so. he? Oh, right, okay. Cool. Cool. So um, did when you went to Bristol, was that the job, that, was that the place that because it was that what was the um, company that so, you so I, I joined what was then Deloitte Haskins and sells okay. the there's been lots of uh, uh, contraction in the accountancy market and consolidation of uh, of firms so Deloitte Haskins and sells became part of Coopers and Lybrand whilst I was there and then Coopers and Lybrand now become part of PricewaterhouseCoopers so there's only four major accountancy firms now right. there, there were six at that time and Deloitte okay. Haskins and sells was one of them um, and uh, so yeah it's down to the, what they call the big four now but um uh yeah there, was, there were a few more but the the uh the takeovers and mergers were uh, were going on uh, <laughs> week by week it was who we're working for this week type sort of scenario but uh, yeah right yeah okay and then uh so how long were you there until you moved, moved so on? five years with uh, in the accounting profession so i got my qualifications yeah. uh a couple of years of experience after that because um frankly when you're learning to training you don't do a lot of work it's a lot of studying <laughs> and things so yeah, um, yeah. and then um uh then i went and joined uh, uh, a subsidiary of bowwater uh, mm-hmm. the packaging company so i worked in a company in bristol that uh, made blood bags and uh, those little yellow sharp boxes that you see for putting needles in and things like that right, so yeah. uh, that that was uh, three years there before um so moving uh, moving up the motor a little bit to uh, i worked uh, company that sold nuts and bolts believe it or not but but yeah at that stage it was a case of changing jobs frequently in order to move up and uh, so eventually I I got to the point of uh, of being a financial controller um, before I um, I took a job with uh, with what was British Waterways at the time Um, that was um, funny time actually because the company I worked for my boss ended up in prison uh, oh, right. so, uh, nothing to do with me I hasten to add but uh, he, he'd been uh, he'd been up to no good in Germany and he ended up in prison and the company right. was shut down suddenly and uh, so I needed to find a job pretty quickly uh, yeah. my second child had just been born and uh, so I ended up going to British Waterways thinking this will this will keep me going for a couple of years until I find what I really want to do and um, yeah good good one there Jeff. Thanks, thanks. I, uh, I stayed there 18 years and had the most fantastic time in that in that organization and given right. all sorts of uh, interesting stuff to do and uh, yeah I got involved in all sorts as well as having a period of time out of accountancy so I actually ran a business unit for seven years right, so okay. um, so in charge of uh, canals and rivers and stuff and people I had about 200 people uh, in my business unit uh, based in, in based in Gloucester but um, yeah I came back to accountancy because that's where, that's where my home is really so right <laughs> But it's uh, it's it's kind of fascinating accountancy, I think, because 
I know you don't hear that very often, but <laughs> <laughs> these, these aren't words that are commonly joined together, Dan. But yeah, but uh, but you you get involved in a lot more of the business than I think people realise. Because I think when you think of your accountant, you think yeah, you know, you just do the returns and keep an eye on it all. But when you're in a company like that, presumably you're you're helping out with a lot of decisions and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll let you into a secret, Dan. Nobody's listening, really, are they? But nah. but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, preparing tax returns doesn't really get me out, get me out of bed with any a great spring in my step in the, in the morning. But uh, uh, that's just just part of the the, the job. But it, it's far more interesting being involved in uh, when uh, helping people with uh, just looking forward rather than looking backwards and uh, shaping. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, I get clients um, asking me, I'd like to do this, or I'm thinking of doing this. What do you think? How does that mm-hmm. work? And mm-hmm. what 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 will uh, what are the implications of this? So just that 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 sort of uh, wider based business advice and guidance i've got quite a few clients that uh, uh, that talk to me on that level mm-hmm. I've, I've equally got some clients that all they want me to do is their tax return and and the, the minimum uh, yeah. uh, interface with them the better they just avoid the whole number situation but um, <laughs> but yeah the, the, the much more interesting stuff is when uh, when I, I do get involved in those wider aspects yeah yeah okay so when you then jumped in and started your company and you had a company I did yeah what did you do what were your first steps how are you going to go about getting your first client well you know I, I stepped into a brand new world I'd, I'd been in this corporate world for 25 30 nearly 30 years and and, and you know I really didn't have any visibility of this small business world at right. all yeah. it, was, it was something I just never n- never engaged with and um, but you know here I am I'm uh, I've got to now and uh, I was introduced to a lady in Worcester. Somebody I know said, "If you're setting up a business in Worcester, you need to talk to this lady." Right. Um, so I did. I went and I rang her up, and we met in Costa Coffee in Worcester. Yeah. And she introduced me to the whole world of, um, of of networking groups. I didn't even know they okay. existed. Um, <laughs> so I got myself involved in one of those. Um, and uh, next thing you know, I'm talking to all sorts of people and clients start arriving and it was it was it was that it was that easy um and um you know the the whole word of mouth uh and building relationships and things uh it's great and to be honest it suits me absolutely fine because um I'm an accountant and there's a spectrum out there and marketeers and salespeople are at one end and accountants at the other and um there's a huge gulf between me and a salesperson and and I really don't do sales um but i hope i communicate to people a, a level of competence and um uh, and interest in what they're doing and and uh, and therefore that's how i'm winning business and it's been working for the last four yeah. years but uh, but i really the market the whole marketing thing is is uh, is a bit of a struggle for me i have to say but, yeah uh, but i think at the same time you're excellent at it <laughs> because <laughs> like, i remember because we met at the uh Malvern hills small business forum didn't we when that was going uh, and that must have been, that must have been uh, like 2018 at some point. Uh, I it was towards the end of 2018, I think. Yeah, uh, I was just yeah. getting ready to set up my business. Then at that point, I was, yeah. I was fishing around as to what I was going to do really and how I was going to do it. So. But your kind of style of, I call it marketing, because you know it is a form of marketing, isn't it? Going to networking groups is a form of not marketing. But you kind of, yeah, kind of seem quite laid back, but very knowledgeable you sort of give the impression that you you know you, you, you nothing's too much bother you sort of know it and that's your 
And I, I think for me, that is your marketing style, if you know what I mean. And it's a good one. That's very kind of you to say. <laughs> um, but um, I, um, I guess, uh, you know, Working with an accountant is 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 quite a big step for anybody, really, because you're yeah. sort of bearing all your, your your finances open, and that that's quite sensitive for for some people. And uh, so I like to think, if, if nothing else, I've uh, I, I've developed and built a, a level of knowledge that makes makes me able to convince people or. or um, it gives that confidence that I know what I'm talking about and I can help them, and um, uh, and that has rubbed off because you know I, I get I, I do get lots of business through networking groups and those sort of things, mm. but that the, the really the most satisfying new business I get is when a client refers me to somebody mm. else and, and recommends me to somebody else because that really says uh, uh, says says a lot, and I, I really yeah. value those uh, th- those sort of introductions because uh, something I'm, I'm doing something right for that client if they're prepared to uh, to recommend me to somebody <laughs> else. So um, yeah. I, I get quite a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, okay, good stuff. Uh, and when you started, I think you started out with this approach of fixed monthly payments and a sort of all-inclusive option and and again I thought that was pretty revolutionary when I when I heard it <laughs> and um tell us about that that decision yeah um you know it, it, you've got to cut your cloth accordingly haven't you and and traditionally uh lawyers and accountants have had a clock on their desk and when yeah. they talk to somebody they like I've just done 12 minutes it's always in six minute intervals in uh, in the past and I just really felt that that was the wrong way to do it. I wanted to take a client on and help them and work with them, but not have them ringing me uh, or not ringing me on the basis of uh, uh, how much is this going to cost me type thing and that mm. and that sort of uncertainty. There's also a, quite a practical uh, uh, aspect to it as well in that I simply didn't have the time and the admin time to be able to do all that <laughs> billing. And uh, so I decided to go down that other route. Um, you know, I, you've got to, I, I had to recognize that I'm working with very small businesses that budgets might be tight and, uh, and they agree, they agree um, uh, a figure with you and they don't want surprise bills. And mm. I don't want surprise bills in my business either. And uh, so I, I think that works in, in that sense. It's, um, it's very easy for me to administer that. I, it yeah. really is very easy. Yeah, it's all automated but yeah. I, um, I, uh, I, I, I provide that sort of input to clients as well in terms of how they structure their businesses not every business can operate in that fashion uh, but certainly if you're, if you're giving um, advice and professional services like that then there's, there's lots of potential for that yeah, I was going to say do you reckon more businesses can go down that route than, than <coughs> they realise maybe yeah, I think you see a lot of it these days. Um, you know, any, anything that's involved in software is all gone to a subscription basis now with the with a sort of cloud-based software and monthly subscriptions. That didn't really exist 10 years ago, did it? It's mm. uh, it, it's now there. Remember the days when you used to buy a piece of software and then two weeks later they launched a new <laughs> version and you had to go and spend a fortune to upgrade it and things yeah, like that? Yeah. Well, that was, um, that's that's all, all history, isn't it? And uh, so, um, you know, I think uh, I, I come across a, a lot of people that oper- and, and clients as well that operate on that basis so they um uh, that they provide that ongoing service but you know, say it, it's it's not it's not suitable for every business type but uh but but quite a few yes yeah 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 it's tricky next we well as you know like i i did it a bit with some packages so we do like a package of a few videos and some photography for someone over 12 months and it it, it did work to an extent but um it was kind of tricky because they were always bespoke, you know, they were always, right, okay, you're going to have this many of this man- this type of video and a couple of days photo shoots and everything and it would be a bespoke package for each one that would 
last for 12 months. But I think the key really is trying to get something that's more ongoing than that or something that's more productized, I suppose. Yeah, I guess that the nature of what I do, it, it is that ongoing uh, service. I, um, uh, now when I take a client on, I, I don't look at that as a client I've taken on for this year. Uh, it's an ongoing yeah. relationship. And, um, you know, I, I, I hope that they're clients for, for, for many years, but um, that um, it's it's a very different sort of uh, setup to, to, to perhaps your business where you're running a campaign that's very focused, got different objectives and things like that. Um, but um, uh, it, it, it works for my business and it, and it, and it works for, um, for quite a few of my clients that operate on that basis as well. Um, but um, yeah, I think you have to reflect that it, it, it wouldn't work for everybody, but... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose yeah. I suppose you can't fit everything into it, but um, we've started another one now where we've got more of a product, and it's like this is the product, this is the cost, and it's on a fixed monthly mm -hmm. thing, and that's sort of having a little bit of uh, success because people can sort of see what they're getting then, you know. And I'm always trying to squeeze things into a product if I can. Yeah, I mean, I think if you look, I mean, I did my research. I started looking around at what others do, and um, there's there's lots of uh, accountants out there and I don't just single out accountants but other businesses that operate um, on a sort of gold silver and bronze package basis and, mm. I, and I really resisted uh, doing that because I I really don't want to offer a client a lesser service than somebody else <laughs> just because they're paying me less or their business is smaller and uh, so maybe I'll never be a millionaire but I I, 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 I give um, I, if I take a client on they get the same sort of level of attention and service as everybody yeah. else really and uh, it's um, I, I produce the best that I possibly can for, for, for every client and okay so that's really quite easy to sit here and say that but I really do try to do it it's a yeah, very personalised yeah, yeah. service so. but um what's always amazed me is like I remember sort of talking to you when you got to like 50 clients and I was thinking wow how are you managing to keep up 50 clients because it was I think you know, it was just you then now you've got a couple of people that work a little bit of part-time but I think it's equivalent to sort of one full-time equivalent person but you're servicing 200 clients now on a on a package which basically lets them phone you whenever they like to ask questions there's no restriction on it and you're always happy to give advice yeah how how are you doing that <laughs> i work hard i um i i i rarely leave the office before 6 30 quarter to seven at night so, yeah. so but i'm a workaholic um but um uh no if i wasn't using zero i couldn't do that uh right. that's the, uh, the the bottom line there that 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 software is is absolutely fabulous. It automates lots of things and it tidies lots of things up. And there's thing, there's there's other applications that that go with it that make uh, join the dots and make make things a whole lot easier. So uh, I, I've got that ready access to stuff. And you know it's um, it, it, it 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 does make the whole process a lot more efficient for the client, uh, mm. but definitely for me as well. So that there's mm. a there's a there's a a double-edged sort of uh, aspect to that but um, I, I simply couldn't do uh, what I did for the for the number of clients I'd do it for if if I was relying on stuff coming through the post and paperwork and, and yeah. things like that so um, so that, um, that that's that's one aspect to it um, and as I say 
the, the, in that mix of 200 clients, there's, there's very different clients. And I've mm. got some that I literally struggle to get hold of on the phone uh, until it's right. time to do their tax return. The, 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 it just doesn't interest them or whatever. Not, right. but, but, um, so, but yeah, they're, they're, um, they, they get the service off me to do the tax return at the appropriate time of the year. Uh, but I don't have that interaction with them because they, they don't need it or don't want it. I don't know. Um, yeah. but, uh, but then I've got others that I speak to. <laughs> more or less weekly if right, <laughs> sometimes yeah. more frequently than that um so um it's a very different mix and yes if everybody uh, that i took on as a client rang me four times a week then i probably wouldn't get a great deal yeah. done and i'd have to take on more people but uh, at the moment I'm, uh, I'm 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 not really at total capacity but um uh it's getting close it's yeah getting close. yeah I'm, sh- I'm sure yeah yeah i remember uh, at the beginning like you obviously you, you gave me a lot of time helping me set up zero and all of that and explaining some stuff to me and, and all that. And I was thinking, well, I'm taking up a lot of your time here for what I'm paying. But then I guess the thing is now a couple of years down the line, it's running a lot more smoothly and, and I'm not having to phone you quite as often. You know, so I, I hope, hopefully I've given you that knowledge and that, that, that uh, training, whatever, so that you can do it because you are using it very well and you're using it very uh, adeptly as well. So, um, you know, I, I um, I get that all the time. So whenever I put somebody new onto zero, I will get phone calls for the first month or yeah. six weeks or so, but they quickly disappear yeah. uh, because it, it's such an intuitive, um, user-friendly piece of software, and uh, mm. it frightens the life out of people when you say you need to use accounting software, and it's going to get even worse, of course, with the uh, tax changes in 2024. But uh, uh, it frightens people in that sense. But when they get into it, they they realise that this this isn't as scary as uh, as it is. Although I still have I have one client who tells me he's scared of numbers and and he is petrified of numbers. Right. So um, <laughs> you know I, I help him rather more. But uh, yeah, what do you think's like? So so to give some sort of tips to people, what do you think's like the sort of base level that people should be looking at on a regular basis with their accounts in their business? You know, say every every, every month to sort of make sure that they've got. A good grip on what's going on. Yeah, I think uh, it de- very much depends on the on the size and the scale of the business, uh, and um, uh, and you know what's um, the sort of decisions they're making and things like that. But you know, a, a small owner managed business, and when I say small, I don't mean micro tiny. I mean you know, several hundred thousand pounds worth of turnover. Um, I think it's a monthly task for them, really. Mm. Uh, just make sure that you understand what's in the bank account, that their bank account is reconciled, and I teach people how to do that. Mm. Uh, and then, then you've got a real grip on it. I, I build the reports in the software so that they can uh, they can have a clear view of what their profit and loss position is, and uh, uh, and, and you know I, I quite happily sit and talk talk it through with them every month. But the reports are there, and generally. Um, people after they've been through a couple of months they can read them for themselves so I try to impart that knowledge of uh, uh, of how they do it now um, uh, if you go into the report section of zero you there's a bewildering array array of reports but I, I build some uh, custom reports and I put them in a separate area so people can just see the three or four reports that are most important to them and uh, uh, as long as they're uh, they're reconciling their bank account regularly those reports will be giving them accurate information yeah, but yeah. The, the most important thing for any small business is just keeping control of the cash and knowing yeah. if you run out of cash, your business is gone. So sort of things. So yeah, 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 sure. And what about kind of like uh, you know forecasting and cash flows and things like that? Because uh, 
Probably something I don't do enough of. No, again, it's what I was saying before about uh, different types of businesses and different stages that you're at. Uh, that will, uh, the, the whole forecasting issue will be, but uh, will be more important to some than others. Uh, so, if you've got a fairly stable business, then then you probably don't need to do that. Uh, mm. If you've got a fast-growing one, you need to have uh, some sort of foresight as to what's going on. So, there are, again, zero is great because once you've got your your data digitized, then there's so much more you can do with it. So, I, I plug other applications applications into zero that basically mm. extract the data and forecast it out they're using artificial intelligence to uh, to say to pick up patterns in the data and, and and making those forecasts and then you obviously tinker with it to because i know i'm going to buy that new machine or i'm going to take two more employees on there so yeah. you change the numbers but building those forecasts it's, it's really um something for um for, for businesses that are growing um uh uh, it's, it's, there's no nothing wrong with having a business that's fairly stable, but um, if uh, you know if you're on a very much a growth tra- tra- trajectory, there's a good yeah. word to say. Uh, <laughs> if you're on a growth trajectory, then you um, you really do need to be looking forward and not backwards. So yeah, okay. And so, where did your sort of love of this tech come in? Because I remember like when when I started with you, what was it? Probably like 2019 or something. I think I. I've got a coach in the States and we do like mastermind calls and things and that was all on Zoom but mostly over here no one at that point had really heard of Zoom and I phoned you with a question and you were like yeah we'll jump on a Zoom call I'll send you a link now and I was like whoa he knows <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm I'm a geek aren't I really that's that's what it is it boils down to and uh, um, in January 2020 I was all geared up for doing this and in 2019 as well, but it really was a bit geeky to ask somebody for a Zoom call, wasn't it? And, and a video <laughs> yeah, call. Yeah. It's now mainstream and it's just, yeah. you know, what, you want to use the telephone <laughs> sort of yeah, thing? Yeah. Um, so in, in a way, um, COVID was a real help for me because uh, it, it, it it put that uh, very much into the mainstream. I could operate like that. Um, you know, going to see clients and visiting their premises is is really intensive and and there's there's only so yeah. much you can do but um but by switching to to zoom calls and um i get fantastic value out of my zoom subscription i yeah, probably yeah. i probably make five or six zoom calls a day yeah. um so um you know it's the most efficient tool and and it's quite personable you're looking somebody in the eye when you're talking to them okay you're in, you're doing it over a video screen but that really is my life now and um uh, I think without COVID, it probably wouldn't have been because it was still very geeky and it hadn't really become uh, sort of. Um, it's 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 yeah, a, it's, yeah. it's so a, have, you, have you just always kind of looked looked to new technology, like just known what's out there and been interested? Yeah, I in just, it and I that just sort of thing. it's the sort of stuff I sit in my. I don't I don't watch TV at home. I, I don't literally don't watch TV at all. But yeah, yeah. I have my computer on my knee and I'm uh, yeah I'm a bit of a geek. I just see what's going on and try to keep up to date and. Uh, I might be 55 years old, but I uh, I do keep keep up to date with stuff, and and, and I love trying new stuff out. And but but it is um, it is technology with a purpose. I don't. It's not just yeah. having a uh, having a gadget to, uh, uh, to just because it's because it's there. It's can this really help my business? Can it help my clients' businesses? Does it does it add yeah. add new new understanding and new learning? And yeah, I, I'm I'm playing with new software apps all the time. Yeah, I always think that about sort of like smart home stuff, like you know, all your lights <laughs> coming on and that. You're kind of like. Do you really need that? You know, you would, would, would you like to tu- would you like to turn the lights on in my house now? Because we could do that from here if yeah, you like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like most people, you don't you don't really need a, need no, it? Do you? I, I like it. I like it. I'm I not can, saying I, I can, don't like it. I like it. But it's kind of one of those things where you think 
because you just mentioned it like as an investment like in your business and you know how it's going to help your business and everything like that and for the majority of people having you know smart home lights doesn't seem like a no a good um, investment but it's fun isn't it I suppose. it's fun yeah <laughs> I, i'm i'm my house is very very connected so uh, i can turn the central heating on i can put the lights on i can switch the alarm on and off but you need it because you live in a grand mansion <laughs> Of course, yeah. So. <laughs> the, the the east wing is, uh, is is my is my domain, isn't it? Obviously, my my wife really wants me to find a gadget that'll turn the oven on and things like that. I haven't found that yet, but I'm sure it's is out there. there. Is there? There must be. Uh, there? there must be, but we haven't found that one yet. Yeah, no, I do like it. I'm not like against it at all. I just sometimes when you see people sort of spending money on that instead of sort of other things, you think. Maybe that's not the right thing to spend. I, I always, I always made sure my kids were fed and clothed before yeah, I spent yeah, no, money on the gadgets. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about you. Anyway, I'll get off that subject. I've gone on a, a massive tangent. So what's your current sort of bit of tech that's getting you excited, and what's your, you know, or an app or something that you recommend everyone to look at? That's um, not zero. Good question. Good question. But they all interact with zero because that's that, that's the sort of hub of it all. But um, so I've been uh, I've been spending time recently with um, a new app that um, uh, allows you to make payments to suppliers direct from zero. Oh, right. uh, so that's um, that, that's really uh, that's neat, and it, it, it it's not because you can do it, but it it will save you a huge amount mm. of time because you uh, if you've got ten suppliers to pay pay then you'll go onto your internet banking and make 10 transactions mm. uh, uh, there's a new app out there that i've got trialing with a couple of clients that literally you just tick tick the boxes next to the the bills in in zero and bingo Crazy. that they, they they're um Oops, they're sweet. paid so um that so that's uh, that's one i'm playing with and it's um it might seem like small beer really but it, it does save a significant no, amount of time yeah, yeah. um the um what else have i been playing with recently um I mean, I, I use Dext a lot, uh, which is um, which is for for capturing invoices, and that and that's absolutely mm. brilliant. Uh, it, it is uh, it, it is the key tool that makes uh, that that uh, that whole process joined up and uh, automates, but also keeping those records so that you're uh, you're never never going to fall, fall foul of the taxman and things like that. So uh, so that that's really important, and I don't see a replacement for that anywhere. That's uh, that, that that's a core a, a core tool. Um, but uh, being able to pay people, and um, uh, the, the, I also use a, 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 a you'll, you'll have seen the reports I send you, but a piece of software that extracts the data and presents it graphically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that, so that's 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 really really quite clever because um, if you don't like looking at a piece of paper with numbers on and. Let's be honest. Most people don't. Uh, I'm a bit unusual like that, perhaps. But uh, so being able to see your accounts in, in in graphical form and things that that just sticks in your mind. You know, yeah, it's up yeah, this year, yeah. down this year, or, or whatever. And uh, and and seeing those patterns visually is uh, is quite uh, quite a useful thing. But yeah, yeah. again, it, this is this thing about once the data is digitised, then there's all sorts of possibilities you can do with it. But uh, it's um, it, it's 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 really powerful, clever stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's robust, isn't it? I think from uh, what I've seen. It's uh, cool. Um, so you mentioned earlier uh, something about you know when you get new clients, sometimes they they sort of don't like divulging all their you know. You said it's a big thing to take on a new accountant because you have to divulge all your financial information. One of my sort of personal, I don't know what you'd call it, not passion, but int- something that I find very interesting. That one day, and I'm going to make this public now. I'm going to start a podcast on and interview people solely about this and and hopefully write a book on it one day is people's relationship to money right because i find it really fascinating 
you know, some people, like you say, wouldn't tell you, you know, anything about their finances. Some people are completely open about it. Some people are very price sensitive. Some people see the value in things and don't worry about the price. Some people worry about money all the time. Others don't. You must see it a lot. I, I, <laughs> all I, the different I, all, all those different types of people are in my client base. Yeah, uh, quite yeah. literally. Uh, when you were saying those things, I could put a name to each each <laughs> one of those. Um, uh, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But people have a, no, no. a different um, uh, a different outlook, and their life experiences will 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 shape that. Mm. Um, they do say that. Um, uh, they do say that electric, electricians have bare wires at home, don't they? So you can. Uh, I, it doesn't really interest me that much, to be perfectly honest. I, I right. don't. I don't spend hours on my own personal finances worrying about those sort of no, things. No. I get that from my dad, really, because dad didn't care two hoots about money. He did he not? Not interested in it really? at all. Uh, did never interested. Mum did. Right. Mum ra- ran the, court, the household finances. Dad wasn't bothered. Never, never interested him. And when he died a few years ago, we found all sorts of stuff. There was money all over the place. He just never worried about it. Really? <laughs> yes. Really? But, um, yeah. Did your mum worry about it? Or did oh, she yeah, just look totally. Up? All she the did. time. And yeah. she still does to this day. But not that not she's got any reason to, but it, it's something that... that um, that's that's a concern and that's a feature of her existence it just wasn't a dad's and it used to wind mum up a treat (laughs) (laughs) we still have those conversations now and it's just it's just funny now because you just think back dad was never worried about it and it was um it's just him. It never bothered. Was that because he sort of wasn't interested in buying things particularly? There was nothing he needed or he just kind of, or well, he wanted, I should say, but... I don't know. He just, um, it just wasn't something he just just didn't really feel that he had to worry about. And, and, and that's not to say that he's a multimillionaire and it was, everything no, no, came no. easy because that wasn't the case at all. But, you know, life will, um, he, was, he was quite fatalistic in that sense. It'll, it'll just sort itself out. Don't worry about it. It's fine. I'm not worried. Right, okay. <laughs> and it, it, it was yeah, really interesting. But, uh, so since he died a few years ago, we found insurance policies and paid up money and he'd put money into different things and then we found shares that we nobody knew he had and <laughs> all sorts of stuff. And he, he'd, he'd buy, I mean, he worked for Shell and he was really passionate about Shell. So he bought loads of Shell shares over the years. We didn't know where they were. Right. But he just bought them and forgot about them and... Get right. on with it, and you know, so we sold those and and things like that. But um, yeah, he just he had no no interest in money whatsoever. So me becoming an accountant was uh, was probably against the grain, really, and that yeah, it, yeah. Didn't, it didn't come through the gene pool. That's for sure. Yeah, because I was going to ask you earlier. I was going to say it is quite a lot different to 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 the route your dad went down and everything. And now it sounds like it's even more. No, I don't want to get uh, sort of uh, emotional about it, but um, uh, dad. Um, Dad never had the educational opportunities that I had. Um, He wasn't stupid, but he... um yeah, he, he made sure that I had whatever opportunities that I had. And uh, if I came home from school at any stage and said, I need a book, then within two days, the book was on the table in front of me. Right. And, and today, right. Amazon's dead easy to do that. It wasn't yeah. like that 40 yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah. Uh, he had to go into Chester and go and find a book, but he went and got that book and he made sure I had the book sort of thing. So um, there was, um, you know, I was the first first person in my widest family ever to go to university. And right. uh, so all that sort of stuff, um, you know, that, that story is quite a common one. Uh, but, uh, you know, Dad was intensely uh, focused on education for me because he never had the opportunity when he when he was younger. But um, uh, and my sister didn't go to university; she could have done, but she chose not to. Mm. My brother didn't go because he chose not to. But um, mm. you know that was um, 
Yeah, so I, I was I was given that uh, that, that that help and support uh, very passionately. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Okay, mm. that's led led down a, a good path. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I I hope my children say the same about me. Um, you know, yeah. really went the extra mile to to get them educated, and they, as I say, they're both far more intelligent than I am. But uh, <laughs> they they really are. <laughs> not joking, and I'm not just saying that they really are. Why do you say that? They're they're just incredibly bright just, just uh, nice and uh, <laughs> that they, they really are and uh, um, I'd like to think they've got some of my gene pool but they obviously got a lot of my wife's as well <laughs> <laughs> so what's the plan from here then because uh, you know you must think about this a lot um, you said you're sort of getting up towards capacity of, uh, yeah, of um, 200 clients but wh- where do you go from here so um, I'm 55 years old. Uh, I've set my sights on retiring at 63. Okay. So so I've got eight years left. Uh, and um, why 63? Why not 60? Well, that's a good question. That my wife's asked me that a few times, okay. and, and and 63 might turn into 60. I don't know. But my t- my sights are set on 63, yeah. largely because my main pension will. Uh, I can start drawing my main pension when I'm 63, right. to be honest. Gotcha. Um, so that that's where that date comes from. Um, so th- in those eight years, um, I intend to build my business a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will at some point employ another qualified accountant. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when that will be, but uh, it's a... It's it's not a gentle slope to get there, is it? It's a it's a big step in terms of uh, do you have do I get so many more clients and I can't possibly cope, and then I take somebody on, or do I take somebody on and then aim to get some more clients to fill their workload, and that that's the balance to strike, and it's no different from my business than every other business out there. So, um, but I, I, I I'm going to grow my business to that point, and then um, you know at that point it's a case of uh, of selling it really mm. um, now. Uh, I either sell that uh, on the open market or um, maybe my daughter who is now a qualified accountant maybe in eight years time she she might want to take it I very much doubt it to yeah. be honest she's um, she'll still be doing what I did for, for the next 10 more years in the in the sort of corporate world yeah um, so um, yeah but we'll see it's um, uh, it, it's a case of uh, of, um, of building something to, uh, to, to to sell at a yeah, later date yeah. really yeah, it sounds like you're gonna have the sort of uh, same things that I I go through when I employ people. That I found it really difficult, like more difficult than I thought I would, to let go of some of the creative control and trust somebody else to have that. Because you mentioned earlier a bit of a control freak, and I think I probably suffer from that a little bit as well. Yeah, it is, isn't it? and it, but it's really important in what I do. In that, um, you know. Um, there's a there's a there's a level of technicality about lots mm. of it and um the people i employ are not accountants um they do other things for me that are leading up to that process but the the, um, the final piece of the jigsaw is always the one that i put in at the mm. moment uh, mm. because that that's i'm the i'm the qualified person there that does it um when I take on a qualified person, then I'll be sharing that load. But um, uh, that that will be uh, that will be a real challenge, uh, and in the same way you've just described for you in your sort of creative process. But um, you know, I, I hope to uh, you know, I'd, if I was setting out an ideal course, I'd, I'd employ somebody as a as a qualified accountant who then wanted to grow and take the business on and yeah, uh, yeah. and develop it in that way, and then um, you know, giving that continuity to clients and things like that. But we don't live in an ideal world, so yeah. Whilst I'll aim for, for for doing that, if that doesn't happen, then then it doesn't happen. But uh. yeah, there's no reason why not. 
harness some of your dad's... Do you know anybody that's looking for a, uh, <laughs> a growth opportunity to buy a business in eight years' time? <laughs> <laughs> or five years' time. Or possibly five, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it all goes well, then why not? Yeah, cool. Okay, well, um, that takes us up to the present and into the future. So mm-hmm. uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Vertisaccounting.co.uk. That's the one. And yep. you're on the LinkedIn. I am. You do indeed. a bit on LinkedIn, don't you? I, I do a little bit. I, I, I'm not a great social media user, but I, I do try to do a little bit. And uh, But uh, it's, um, it's something I would like to spend more time on, but really perhaps ought to employ someone to do for me. Yeah, I want to see some more videos on there. Have you? <laughs> anybody know anybody who's good at taking videos? <laughs> <laughs> no, not around here. Cool. Thanks, Ian. Great. Thank you very much. Cheers. You've been listening to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. You can find links to all the episodes and show notes over at danbarkerstudios.com forward slash podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps other people find the show and connect more people in the region. Thank you very much for your time listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.